Hello, this is Andre and Anita. We talk about parenting, love and life skills. Our family of six makes sure we always have something to share. live now yes we are live we are recording okay and I, first i wanted to ask your opinion about today like lunchtime today mm-hmm. as we were playing mm-hmm. a certain game with our boys called, for the first time called settlers settlers yeah, yeah? is think, it there i think do I think they think have translated into an american board game as well mm-hmm. it's yeah and we've tried doing board games pretty long time ago And it never worked. Like five years ago, I don't know. Yeah, it's a long time. I don't know. But they, they never were... <laughs> they you never know, stuck. They and they also really didn't excited. have the concentration. And, and patience. Yeah. And also now then with the girls, as long as they were really small and really bothersome all they of the time, they would have... require constant yeah. attention, yeah. Now it starts that they can also play by themselves mm-hmm. or educate themselves and, you know, entertain themselves yeah. in a certain way. And today we've tried. And, and it, it worked. Was, it was nice. We didn't do just one round, but alas, we did two rounds. Yes. And it was actually great. And you know what? Yeah. Today I went to our second son. Well, both of them, but the first one wasn't listening. So, yeah. yeah. And I told them that I thought it was really great that they also didn't get frust- like really fr- frustrated yeah. with losing. Yeah. And he still tried to do his best you know mm-hmm. he wasn't like throwing th- I'm, yeah i'm going in my corner I'm not gonna talk to anyone nothing like that yeah. and it they were joyful, joking playful yes a lot of noises though yeah like constant noise machines noise machine yeah and sounds that you really don't want to hear <sighs> do you think they would have done that when like if somebody else would have been around no They would not. They would not have. No, especially like with my grandparents or their grandparents, my parents, they would play differently. But they wouldn't have as much fun. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say <laughs> as well. Because <laughs> okay. we let them up to a certain degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I did the first round, uh, just the three of us, the boys, um, yesterday. And that worked quite well. So I was, nice. uh, I was thinking about, you know, expanding the round to you. And that worked really well as well. It was, it was great. I had fun as well. Yeah. I actually didn't expect that, I have to admit. Yeah, because board games, but maybe the bit of uh, like reminiscent of the past because we remnants to, yeah yeah we do we did play that game a lot back like when we were first in our youth yeah dating yeah so to speak when yeah we brought engaged. back some memories yeah <laughs> it was yeah, nice was fun one. and i always look forward to that time when you could play like with a family and with boys and be, yeah but you know what enough. this is something like i really have to admit this was one of my dreams that i also had like you know family time together mm-hmm. doing something yeah together you know and that's one of the dreams i buried quite early okay. <laughs> because it, it felt impossible like our kids they don't have a long attention span and yeah. also with frustration you know this is something that was so great about them you know they didn't win but they Maybe still all the time kept trying. minecraft help was nice Ah, okay, you want some... Mm I don't know, but just prepared (laughs) them to play uh, games together. Yeah, 
Well, it was a great experience. And today we're talking about a certain book, mm -hmm. which is quite in in our church right now because it's from Bethel Church in a way, from Denny Silk. Oh. And he has written this book, Loving Our Kids on Purpose. And it's been quite a while ago that I've read that book. But, you know, my weird habit that I always write down, like I type, retype the, no, the quotes please, please I like. explain your weird habit. My weird habit. Hob habit. Yeah, Hobby like habit. whenever I read a book, I always have to underline certain things. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> I, I also don't want to keep too many books. I keep giving them away but And before I can give it away now for the really interested how many colors do you use no I'm not using colors because because you have to be able to like erase it afterwards you know it has to look new oh, still. that when you know it's your book and then you've got like um, color pencils yeah okay then I can go a little bit crazy like in my Bible or whatever how many but only four four okay I would need five, but then mm. the, the fifth one doesn't work so well, so I only take you just four. just cross text out with a black yeah. marker. Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm weird, I okay. know. So, today I've brought these quotes, and I don't always know the, the context, mm -hmm. but I th still think that we're going to find it out, in a sense. Okay? Okay, let's try. Loving our kids on purpose, Danny Silk, saying also making a heart-to-heart -heart connection. Mm. First quote is, our behavior flows from our beliefs, from the way we interpret the world around us. Our what? How we... Our? Our beliefs. No, what flows out of us? Our... Behavior. Our oh, behavior sorry. flows yeah, out. Exactly. And no, this is actually my 3D thinking, which I've been talking about in my other podcast in a sense, mm -hmm. depending on what kind of thoughts, belief systems you have in your head they can also be subconscious sometimes they're not always like a sentence in your brain mm -hmm. they're rather something subconscious they will always influence your behavior yeah what makes you you mm -hmm. yeah okay this is not really mind-blowing okay <laughs> it is vitally important that we are able to make correct diagnoses of the problems that come before us our responses to circumstances will either be right or wrong, depending on the accuracy of our interpretation. If I try to change my response to circumstances, just because I know it is the right response, while continuing to perceive things the same way, I will be in conflict with myself. Wow, okay. Meaning that- There's just right and wrong? Yeah, but I think what he want us, wants to say is that sometimes we can adjust our behavior just to know, like, you can change your behavior because you know otherwise your dad is going to be angry. And it doesn't make any sense to you. There is no underlying good reason for the adjusted behavior. Up to a certain sense, this might be okay. But if you are, uh, let's say... Um, I just had to think of an example from our family. Um, one continuous problem that we face is that our oldest keeps behaving very negatively towards our older daughter. Like both of them, but yeah, actually both of them. And as long as we're just asking him to be nicer to them, because otherwise he's not going to get privileges or get punished or whatever, 
yes, that might work, mm -hmm. but it's probably not going to work if we're not around to inflict, Witness. yeah, 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 and then to inflict the um, the punishment, or the punishment or consequence mm -hmm. or whatever. But rather, we want him to behave nicely to them because he respects them and he also loves and appreciates them. Yeah. And of course, this is not something that you can you know, instill on a child or ask from him by reasoning with him or whatever. Well, you could fake it till you make it, right? <sighs> yeah, yeah. But I, I've just heard today that there um, have been some studies that the relationship between siblings is in a very big way influenced by the relationship they have with the parents. If there is a great lack in, let's say, attention from the parents towards the, the children, mm. the, the kids tend to act out against each other far more. Mm -hmm. And now with this example that I just said, it, I think it can help a lot more to rather, you know, maybe do things together where they have to work together instead of just working by punishments and rewards. So that he himself can see the, the value that he has by having siblings. Yeah. I mean, he sees the value in his brother. Yeah, he does, definitely. Yeah. But right now there's very little value of, you know, for him in, in regards to the girls. Yeah, but maybe we can think about like how we can, uh, like how we can influence it as well. This might come a bit later though. I guess so. I, I'm just one. Sometimes I'm wondering, like, if my parents could have done something more, so I would appreciate my one sibling a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not really sure, but when you know, like, when spending time together, just like we have to today, like, okay, now it was not with the girls, but those times together mm -hmm. where you really interact with each other. I do think they're of great value, mm -hmm. especially if nobody thinks that he keeps falling short when it comes to attention from their parents or mm. love from their parents. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, some more uh, quotes are a little bit like this as well, but the next one, when the law is written on our hearts and minds and when God himself dwells in us, we no longer need to be controlled from the outside because we have the capability and responsibility to control ourselves. Okay. Yeah, falls very much in line with the quote before. Basically, yeah. Control ourselves. Okay. Um, the, the next one was also about like the punishment and wrath and intimidation. That was more the thing that Jesus has dealt with and that now God is a safe place. So he wasn't before. <laughs> yeah, but he was portrayed totally differently. Like in the Old Testament, you don't feel like God is a safe place so much. More like um, there's a dude on the mountain with him. And that's basically the uh, <laughs> old sum of it. Yeah, where you touch the, the ark and mm. die immediately. And there are so many examples that are not so safe places. Rather stay away from that a little yeah. bit, yeah. 
I have two more quotes now. Without the option of making a poor choice in the environment, they would not have been free. And the next one, so it makes more sense. Some people want to put their kids in a safe environment, like a Christian school, or only certain friends, or they want to drive them to school. Mm-hmm. They really want to protect them from ever making bad choices, ever having bad influence from the outside. Yeah. Basically, cushion them to death, right? Cushioning them. Cushioning, cushion. yeah, cushioning. Yeah. Well, I, I grew up in a church like that. And especially the guys, yeah, pretending, they would... Pretending there's no world outside. Yeah, I mean, I th- they really acted out. I like I've heard like from of stories with them even having guns in Germany, mm-hmm. which is... Can happen. Which can be more complicated, I guess, uh, than yeah. in the States to get a, one of those hunting guns mm-hmm. and shooting at... Yeah. People. So they, they're becoming they, they gangsters, would, right? Yeah, maybe not that. I don't know if it was just um, being curiosity or whatever. But there was, it seems like they really, really wanted to test themselves out and and really try how far they can go, in a sense. And this can be one of the consequences if you're trying to shield your kids too much. And like, we don't have so many Christian schools, and we're not so much in contact with people who are trying their kids of ever being having any bad influence or anything like that but you've never made any experience like that have you no not really yeah not really but you still kind of acted out like did some crazy stuff didn't you no not so much no i mean i dyed my hair once i guess <laughs> okay <laughs> that does count <laughs> But no, I never really no. acted out. I mean, I, I did play in a band and we did some stuff like that, but I was never, never really rebellious. Um, I was always pretty nice to people in general. So there's that. Yeah, and then again, like if you have too much control from the outside, then, you know, if the control falls away, at some point they're going to be grown-ups. Yeah. And they're not going to be in a Christian school anymore. True. And they're going to be like, ooh, what am I going to do with my life? Actually, I got to say that I maybe I was cushioned a little bit. Yeah. But um, it felt quite natural and quite easy for me to move out with no uh, apparent like, ooh, what I'm going to do now and what's my life going to become. But I, there was always a, a direction. And there was always kind of, uh, this is what I'm going to do for the next one or two years. So... Okay. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was never like like aimless drifting around and no clue how to pick myself up or what to do with myself. Okay. So I guess I got those how to live a life skills a little bit from my home. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like you, you've just been lucky and you also went after... I would totally agree to was that. Easy and interesting to you. Yeah, and if it wasn't and really interesting anymore, I dropped it. Yeah, but the good thing is you're not like one of those Swiss Army knives. <laughs> you're not somebody who has like all these very diverse, going into very different direction interests. No. It was computer. It was, was basically something with yeah. computers, yeah. It went like way back. Yeah. Way back. Yeah. Yeah. I did 
do my 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 you know I circled around a little bit in one company I, I well there was the internet boom kind of thing uh, 2000 so I did a little bit of that and a little bit of this changed positions like four three four times ended up in yeah the, but that's it's not still, really it was yeah it was of, oh, of course also internet technology stuff yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the next one it had to do with the the prodigal son story okay in, in the context. This story shows us the importance of freedom to our loving father. Without the freedom to reject him, we are powerless to choose him. Obedience is a choice. The Lord plays by his own rules. He has designed us to be free and has given us an open environment in which to ex exercise our freedom. Mm. And That's not very Calvinistic, is it? <laughs> well sorry, sorry Aaron. I mean, we're just coding <laughs> we don't I don't know have we been talking about this on the podcast itself I don't think so no have we? we talked about Calvin so when he was here yeah like, oh, and Calvin him is. being very adamant no he, he's really excited about him and his philosophy like he would even say that he would go up a step, a step further yeah. than Calvin himself yeah. so that quote would be I don't know maybe like completely the opposite but definitely going uh, the opposite direction yeah yeah because it sounds too much like free will is actually an existing thing but yeah. then you know we have heard about so many different stories from kids who grew up in a Christian household and many of them would go different into a different direction in their youth or a little bit later and when they would come back to faith mm -hmm. at least in the beginning there would be far more fire and excitement mm -hmm. behind their faith mm -hmm. than there used to be in their childhood maybe mm -hmm. and then it can be a great thing oh okay then um, something about the father and sin the father's attitude towards sin is it's all right but I need you to trust me and I need you to hear me we're going to be okay We're going to make it through this. I can win with any hand that's dealt to me. You're on my side and I'm on your side. We'll pick up that which the devil meant for evil and turn it around. And because of that, I want you to come to me in the midst of your failure. Which also relates to the, to the prodigal son. Mm. And yeah, I, I, I love this this quote or like this whole story you know because you know he's not like you know look at your bad failure and how badly you've messed up and you know do you know how much emotional pain you've caused me you know he's not putting all of that on the table so he would feel bad first or whatever like he already sees that he feels sorry about his sin mm. and then he wouldn't even let him finish a sentence about him wanting to work for him instead of being his son. But you know what he could have asked from him? Well, what now? Walk around uh, a certain passage in Germany and ask for forgiveness and pray where way dark sins. Yeah, I don't... You don't so. know what I'm referring to. What was it? The the march of shame? You know? Yes, something like that. It was like 
Oh yeah, that's not some Pilgerreise or pilgrimage, right? Um, no, it's. I think it's great to see that he's not making such a big deal of it. Mm-hmm. Next one, you're gonna have to comment on. I try mm-hmm. my best. <laughs> We sing all day long about how God is in control. He does not control you and neither does your wife, your boss or your children. No one controls you. As a matter of fact, we've been given a spirit of power, love and self-control. You cannot blame your life on God. I cannot blame my life on God. Can I thank him though? Yes. I think so. Okay. Because I would definitely blame God for the good life he's given me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, things are going well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but this is one of the critiques that many people have. Like, you know, whenever things are good, is is it like my achievement that that I got like four kids and and a beautiful wife and and, and a happy family and everything? It's uh, far be it for me to claim that. Um, But I think it's a lot of grace. Like a lot of grace so um, yeah then again I try to to do as little as possible stupid decisions as I can I guess so that would be credited to me you know but, um, but I, it's I, always I, I often think it it's a tension between you know what I decide and what are good decisions and uh, what God you know and, uh, I'm not a fan of saying he made me do it, but um, he guided me in his great wisdom and love to do it, <laughs> basically, <laughs> uh, to, to make good decisions. And he gave me good principles to live by and to work by as well, since I'm kind of a well witness wherever I work. See, um, I had to deal with this question quite a bit when I was talking about why does God allow so much pain? Mm-hmm. And I keep hearing that sentence about like, if it wasn't meant to be or whatever, you know, they have these sentences sometimes uh, Mm. as if to say, you know, like there is this higher control who has this bigger plan and I shouldn't fight too much because if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be or whatever. Mm. And I always feel this as a little cop out in a sense because Mm. then you know you should never have to fight too much anyways because it's probably not the plan or whatever and while I don't think it everything is in our control like in this quote it sounds a little bit like you have everything in control like Mm. nobody else is having it's almost like nobody else has influence on you you know and I think it's a mixture yep I, I, like as hard as I would love I really would like to make these simple statements but it's just not that simple we have control yes up to a certain degree that's what I believe because you have also been born with a certain character in a certain country with certain possibilities Culture. or disabilities or whatever Entity. there is so many other factors that make certain Uh, decisions impossible or very difficult you know it's quite a mixture Mm -hmm. but whenever you think that you don't have control or you know if you really feel like there is no free will Mm -hmm. 
this is going to have influence on your decisions. Because then it's, then I, I really think, then you're really like, if it's not the plan, then, you know, you're not going to fight really hard for anything. Hmm. Yeah, basically, yeah. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. It can lead to that, yeah. Yeah. As Christians, we need to understand that fear is our enemy. Many of us admit this to be true, but find fear much harder to get rid of. So many of us had our paradigms paradigms, Parents. shaped by a fear of punishment to the degree that we actually believe we need the threat of punishment to stay on course. Mm-hmm. And I, I can find that in my own thinking as well. I, I feel like, like if, if it, the punishment at least has to be like a bad conscience or something. If I would feel like I shouldn't have a bad conscience anymore, then there is some part of me that thinks um, yeah, well, I need that. I, I guess the main point is it's always better to act out of love and compassion and well, some positive, uh, something positive in your heart than to do certain things out of fear. Yeah. Yeah, the motivation behind it. Of course, I think it's always preferable to not act out of anxiety, fear, uh, stress. Yeah. Then you don't make really good decisions. No. But then again, no. sometimes there are circumstances like when your character leans towards being used a lot by other people because you always want to you know, achieve oh. that people like you and that's why you do everything for them and they kind of take, take advantage of that. And you don't um, guard yourself too well. This this thing can become troublesome too. Oh, wait a second. Uh, where does the fear come in there? Like this no, person no, no, no. should. I'm saying, um, in generally speaking, um, it's always better to act out of compassion, love, and you know, all that. Ah, okay, not okay. to act mm-hmm. out of fear. Uh, but then again, those if you just act out of you know pure compassion all the time, uh, yeah. it can, can lead to other well not really wanted um, situations as well can it can yes to. definitely yeah but but fear definitely I don't know what kind of situation depending on maybe life or death situation yeah is, like uh, the, the, the fear, healthy fear yeah the healthy That's fear healthy for fear. your own life where yeah. you, you know don't stick your head out when, when bullets are flying something like that yeah <laughs> not talking about that but um, in general if you live in if you make the situations made out of fear of what could happen yeah you're probably gonna not gonna make the the best decisions that will I don't know mm-hmm. enrich in your life, help your life, help you be a happier person or. And I guess person. this is exactly what the book is uh, leading to: that many parents think the kid has to be afraid of certain con- consequences all the time. Mm-hmm. If he misbehaves, then you know, dad is gonna he get angry or whatever. Wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Next one. It's easy to mistake obedience for a good relationship. As long as the child is doing what you say, your relationship seems fine. Mm-hmm. He's working as expected or as intended, right? I think this is probably most true when the kids are small. When they're little, because I mean, like in 
when the kids grow up. And well, I think that the really important part is um, the relationship is not based on how much they listen to your word. Yeah. But how much they understand what you want to say to them. Not just, you know, mm-hmm. not doing this because, but rather I want to do this and I want to do that because my parents maybe told me that's good for me and I came to the conclusion, I tested it out and yes, it is good. So yeah. that's why I keep on doing it. Like yeah, not but hitting then, my brother or not hitting my sister or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, but that also means that the kid is also respecting the opinion of his parents. Yeah, but they made the and experience. This something. And, and uh, I think the, the, the main thing is um, just because a kid is really obedient and quiet, you know, in church and doesn't act up and everything, it does not say anything about the relationship between parents and their children. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I totally agree with that. Yeah. And you should never mistake that. And I think this must be really hard to establish a good relationship if the, you know, the whole childhood has been influenced by fear and, you know, lots of punishments and so on. Yeah. I mean, definitely, uh, as soon as, as the kid moves out and becomes an adult and he's going to turn away and um, you will see what's left of that relationship because then he doesn't have to uh, abide or, or yeah. obey anymore. Yeah. Um, so, and then... Basically, kid just leaves and parents are in astonishment. Yeah, the kid never t- talks back or returns calls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the next quote is, sec- is saying exactly this. When their goal is to avoid punishment, then they have no goal of protecting your heart. When they're away, the punisher is gone. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, and now comes a quote, including an Old Testament verse, by the way. Mm. Dumb animals need an external control system or else you can't get them to come around you. In essence, God told us, don't be like a dumb animal. Connect heart to heart so that I can lead you with my eye. If you act like a donkey, I will have to treat you like a donkey. And if I treat you like a donkey, you will act like a donkey. Mm. It's from Psalm 32 verse 9. Mm-hmm where it says something about um, donkeyism yeah (laughs) you can read it Mm -hmm. yeah and the next one says also something about the relationship with God he didn't say forget about the Old Testament and the Ten Commandments he was saying if you love me it will show up in the way you treat what I told you is important to me I can see how much value you place on protecting my heart based on how you treat what is important to me. Okay. Which is the basis of any good relationship, I guess. Treat others how you want to be treated? Yeah. Like, oh, it's in there treat. as well. It's in there as well. And, and, and it's very much not about like just do what I say mm-hmm. or else, but rather do it because you love Search me. Search for we my have good... heart and uh, adjust your heart accordingly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then the next one. Are we preparing our children to constrain themselves among unlimited options or to require external constraints? And I mean, we live in an age where you have really many, many, many options. There is so much room for mistakes. I mean, 
yeah, okay, they're not gonna uh, be eaten by a tiger or whatever. But, you know, like when it comes to relationships and so on, I sometimes think, no, I've been mentioning this before, but so many parents, they don't, they don't prepare kids for their relationships later. They always think, oh, yeah, that's something they're going to figure out by themselves. Yeah, they shouldn't. I mean, but they should, they, they will definitely figure things yeah, out. Yeah, they will have to figure it out, but... You should be open in your... Why is this one... This is something that can actually destroy your life. Yeah, it can. Yes. yes it can. And you can think of your own life where things could have gone wrong quite Def a bit. Definitely, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we're leaving it up to chance or like, yeah, that... 15 year old is gonna find out if he's so, gonna you know, you know make a horrible decision that's gonna follow him the rest of his life yeah. this is yeah. this is so something address issues that might not be that might not feel very appropriate at times and maybe teenagers don't want to hear but but still I think you can live by example as well and tell them what you did wrong and you know mm. leave it, leave it. apparently this is not recommended Well, where you got wiser, yeah, you basically not like, the wrongdoing, but lessons you learned. Can you tell those that? things? You can maybe mention if he's going the wrong path, but beforehand you shouldn't like. There is apparently many kids who would take that as a oh. okay. Then I can do it as well. They don't hear the rest of the story. Okay. You know, this is something you shouldn't. You should be careful with. Okay. I've heard it several times. I mean, this is probably not true for all the children, but let's try not to jinx it. Yeah. You know? Still, we, we are still like two, maybe one, two years away from that, you know, becoming a real issue, I guess. Yeah. But uh, this is why I also, I, I'm already starting to talk to him about certain things. Mm. And I mean, it doesn't come up often, but sometimes he's talking about like other kids, um, you know, kissing around and making out on the uh, school, ground, you know, yeah. school ground and that they're also quite young. And, you know, and sometimes we're talking about certain topics where I think you cannot start early enough, especially yep. because this, it can make or break you in many, many areas. Yeah, just same <laughs> yeah, but then also about values and so on I mean those things they are also trained very early on I mean it's quite nice if the kids already know a little bit about how to deal with money before they uh, you know get a credit card and don't have any idea of how to handle it yeah. you know okay the next one comes from Bill Johnson he mm. says I remember hearing Bill Johnson saying that he raised his kids with the understanding if I can deal with my child's attitude I will have far less behavior to deal with. This is so powerful because it prioritizes the child's heart and the parent-child relationship. A big part of training our children in the way they should go is learning to stop chasing down and eliminating problem behaviors. Problem behaviors let us know that there is a deeper problem a heart problem okay please explain what is a heart problem um, this is probably this what I've been a little bit like I've been mentioning it a little bit before when a kid starts acting out again and again and again of course you can react to the behavior that the child is showing mm -hmm. but 
maybe there is an underlying issue to it. And, you know, sometimes I think that, especially a certain son, mm -hmm. that there might be phases where he needs some more attention from us. And that he also feels neglected sometimes, you know, but that he feels others are getting more attention mm -hmm. than he is. And, and that it's true. I mean, he's right because the girls are quite demanding. They're taking up quite a bit of attention. The oldest one is also getting a lot of attention because of schoolwork and so on. Not right now on the holidays, but, you know, just in general. And he's the one who's not making so many problems but then sometimes he's acting out and I think there might be also a heart problem not not in a sense that he's having the problem but like sometimes parents can cause the heart problem as well definitely you know what starts like in, in a, not, not really an argument but a, but a normal like please pick up your clothes can end up in something uh, like a half an hour conversation about why picking up your clothes is actually a big thing with tears involved and everything yeah totally unnecessary in my opinion at times but um, I think sometimes especially with our, our second son that um, there's a build up there and yes it, it, yes it just needs uh, I don't know what you call it it's not not like a, a dynamite stick that didn't explode and needs a spark or something yeah but a little bit like it and it just needs yeah. one little spark and he goes off um, yeah, and, and the, the reason for it is, is basically uh, there was some argument in the morning, unresolved issue, and in the evening it kind of comes up and explodes. Yeah, yeah, but then and he just needs his time. Actually, I noticed that our um, youngest has that behavior as well up to a certain point, and then she just needs any excuse to vent off. Yeah. Like any yeah, excuse. Yeah. And the problem is we also cannot reason with her yet. No, with both of them. Yeah. Reasoning on no, the, no, no, the, no, the, the talking work. to them no. on an intellectual level always fails. And you're running in circles. With our littlest one, you, you, there's no words coming through because she's just gonna, in a cry mode. And, uh, well, our second one, it's, it's basically just running Repetition, in circles. Repetition, yeah. Say, Pick up the clothes so they don't lay around. Yeah. Like, why do I have to pick up the clothes so they don't lay around? But I don't. I know. Um, I but know. why do I do mm -hmm. I have to pick up the clothes because they're your clothes? Yeah, but uh, I don't want to pick them up. Yeah, but you have to pick them up. Why do you have? Why do yeah, I, have I, to know, pick I know. I know. I know. You and don't like have that. to repeat it. Yeah. Yeah. It just. But then maybe there. Yeah, maybe we're gonna have to pray about it and find out if there is a heart problem or something else that we can do. Maybe to um, disrupt that circle. Because we could try argumentation. And just ask him, no. What is really going on? Mm -hmm. what is it really that you're angry about or what you're feeling or maybe we can try that yeah do you have instead of trying to the feeling that yeah, you're maybe, no maybe trying to start to approach the topic intellectually which we usually do just I don't know hug him stuff like that you know do it something completely different then in that mm -hmm. situation But I don't know if he wants that or... I, you know, but also, <sighs> I haven't really tried the three times um, nodding method, which I've been talking about several times. Yeah. You know, make him really feel like he's heard. Because he is, he is like, yeah. you shut down. He doesn't, 
he feels like he has to convince you of something else but if you can just have to grab him and hug him yeah until you know or first say you know it really feels unjust if you have to do something for your brother Mm. even though he didn't do anything for you today Mm. yeah you know and then continue with it yeah it's worth a try (laughs) yeah at least you can talk to him that's uh, with our youngest it's just not possible yeah, but this whole topic of how can you change the attitude, like the, the, the heart, the heart itself. I have no idea what our youngest uh, is. Um, what's the issue there? I. My guess is most of the time she's just tired. Yeah, many times or hungry, whatever. Hungry, tired, or something in between, and can cannot articulate this issue. I no. guess. And there's yeah. something, and she just needs to. And you can yeah. see it. Like her pacifier, she's always searching for a pacifier and it's right in front of her. But she pretends she cannot find it. Yeah. So she starts crying, crying. Like, where's my pacifier? Yeah, I know. I but like, situation like mm-hmm. okay, so the heart issue might be something else. Like, <laughs> I really want to go to bed or just need to vent or something. Oh dear. <laughs> okay, next one. It's a bit more challenging for your brain cells, no? Maybe. One of the primary ways that we show honor to one another is by sharing power and control in our relationships. <gasps> Even with children? Um, when we help our children practice using power from the time they are little, they become powerful people who are not afraid of the forces outside of them. They learn to think and solve problems. They learn to draw on the power within them, the power of the Holy Spirit to direct their lives toward their goals in life. They become skilled at wielding decisions. And I've just... Um, power to the people. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've just mentioned to you that, especially with the um, the young women from my old church, mm-hmm. the Brethren Church, where it was like many of them, they would also um, raise their children with a lot of Fear, fear having they have submission. to obey yeah submission it has a very very big value there and especially the young women I mean the boys they would usually go away and do something else as well but the women they also would feel very timid very shy when having to start their own family lives or applying for a job and so on they often would feel like world, yeah. yeah would be like well, I, I don't know if I can do this I don't know you know they feel They're insecure not very self-assured yeah. yeah I mean not all of them of course not but many mm-hmm. sure. so sure I have to say that so I guess what we are saying is empower your children I mean that's but also letting them decide I mean of course not everything but yeah but but that's something that we talked about before as well that we want one thing that we really want to achieve is to have socially capable children you know that yeah. they know how to interact with their environment stay away from clear and present danger situation as well um and have the power and the self esteem confidence yeah, self-confidence to uh, say no to at say times no, yeah what they don't like that it's really important so yeah. in, in that regard uh, yeah we give them a lot of power as well we do and, and I hope it, it carries still can be through. a problem sometimes. <laughs> I, I mean, our second son sometimes he has problems saying no when the, the friend wants to do something else, and he always feels like he has, has to, to adjust please. most yeah, of the he time. Has to adjust, yeah. 
I mean, this is also the uh, the curse of being a second or like a middle child, you know. They yeah. they more often have that, but yeah. I wouldn't know. Yeah, you would know, of <laughs> course you, you not. You neither. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next one. I will not allow anything to be more important to me than my connection to you. Your homework will never be more important to me than my connection to you. Your obedience, your respect level, and your success at chores will never be more important to me than my connection to you. There is nothing that I will allow to sever our connection on my side. And I will work to let you experience the truth of that promise so that I can help cast out the anxiety in your life. Um, I, I I love that. I love the sentence. But I, from our experience, I still can see that this is something that needs to be explained and needs to be said many, many times. Yeah, you have because to that, yeah. the kids, it's not... Self-explanatory. Like, we would not ever give the impression that it's um, a horrible thing if they have a bad grade or if they forget their homework or whatever. But... Still, it seems to be something totally innate or human that they always see that it might endanger the relationship itself as well. We that there might be something in between. You, we usually, whenever we, we tell them to, you know, you cannot do this or that and you should really look out for not forgetting your homework. Mm -hmm. I think we always, like in the afterthought, you said, it doesn't matter what you do, we still love you. Yeah. Uh, we still encourage you to you know want to, to to succeed or achieve your goals and aims or whatever um, we always keep saying that in an afterthought I think and I think that's, we do that's, and I think they know that they're loved and accepted it no matter what but no matter what, still yeah. the feeling comes up I guess it, it I still comes can up. Come up and I think you know oral repetition in a way and yeah and so showing them uh, love in many other ways is, is, is really important Yes. In that regard, yeah. Because cause that's... Uh, yeah, grades are one thing. I mean, it's a school and system and you can, you know, um, talk about all that you want and if it's good or bad or whatever. Um, but more important is um, how is your kid well, dealing with other kids? Yeah. I think that's... that's no, what no, kind uh, of yeah, we have already instilled in them that it's more... Like that we are not putting so much value on homework or grades that much it's just important to us that they still take an effort and that they still prepare and do their best of not forgetting the homework yeah. but we also know they are the ones yeah. who are carrying the consequences itself mm -hmm. so true yeah. but we would definitely have a talk if things at school are like um He's starting fights. They oh, yeah. are girls yeah. are starting fights yeah, yeah. And, and stuff like that, which so far has never ever happened once. They all got socially remarkable grades since it's graded in Germany up to a certain level. How you <laughs> behave socially, which we are really thankful for, because we can say well done. Yeah. In that area of life, and uh, well, we, we keep affirming that this is really really important to us. And this is even though we're not like emphasizing obedience all of the time, yeah. you know, it's uh, interesting. But I actually get always um, compliments from teachers, like how they're behaving, all three of them. Yeah. That's, In school, I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, you know. we got that, that. So that's that's pretty great critique we got or great feedback we got. Um, and we'll, yeah, keep on doing that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's right. nice. So, yeah. 
Well, the next one that also uh, relates to marriages, to any kind of relationships there is out there. The lie that we can control others is the biggest lie in human relationships. If we can be delivered from this one deeply rooted lie, then there is hope that we can change the dynamics that cause so much anxiety between people. So you, you've given up on controlling me? Um, well, I'm influencing you. Okay, subtle. I've heard, <laughs> you know. That's why if you become such a great husband and man and oh, really? career guy really? and everything. I thought it was all in me and I just, you know, had it those was hidden some of my influence as well. <laughs> I might have contributed a little okay. bit, you know. Yeah. Thank you for that though. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know if I've done anything there. But yeah, I, I like to believe so, you know. Yeah. You you're in control, honey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I might know give compliments to myself every time something is going great and if there's mm. something not so great then i'm like oh it's his responsibility i'm not controlling him that's, <laughs> you know? that's true that's, true. <laughs> that's a good philosophy isn't it it is yeah, yeah. take credit when credit is due yeah <laughs> <laughs> and here is another one for um, for aaron okay yeah blame is simply giving the power to direct and change my life to someone else Okay, if you blame someone for your life, yeah, and if you start blaming someone, you're not taking responsibility for your own choices and whatever you might have contributed to the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is how you're not having power to direct and change your own life. Yeah, I take that advice as well. Yeah. Because blaming others usually never really works well. It, it can be relieving, you know, because otherwise you have to look at your own stuff. That's kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Blame is a nice cop out there. But I don't think it really works. You don't? No. Think so? I don't think so. Yeah. No. You have a pretty good life, so why yeah. blame anyone? I mean, <laughs> you should blame yourself. I mean, I, as I said in the beginning, I blame God <laughs> in that regard. But, oh, dear. But yeah, I, I, I believe in, in, in uh, not judging, not blaming others uh, too much. I guess more in a general, you know, like, it's a government or it's a, I don't know. My friends made me do it. Like, now take responsibility for your own uh, actions. Actually, I'm not going to read any more quotes because otherwise it's going to be by far too long. <laughs> But uh, because Never heard that before. Huh? Yeah. How does that... I'm just saying that um, in general, this whole book is very much about being more like a role model, um, teaching values in like, to your children without wanting to control them. Mm -hmm. But then always there are some practical questions coming up. So what am I doing when my child misbehaves or hits his brother or Honey, doesn't do his chores or whatever you love to him yeah <laughs> be like in the 60s or whatever when was it you know anti-authoritan yeah yeah just love on them as much as you unconditional can unconditional love no way <laughs> so this is not like about the unparenting thing or you are very much you want to nourish the relationship But then also sometimes kids, they want things that are not really good for them and you don't want to punish them. So 
he's uh, very much talking about consequences in a sense mm-hmm. when yeah you know he's asking like he gave this example i think where the daughter had to clean up the garage or something she had to clean up something mm-hmm. and he just said it to her and she also and he i think he also told her that if he's not if she's not doing it by a certain time he will do it but then he will also deduct it from her pocket money because she's paying him to do her chore okay because he also wants to prepare her for real life i mean if she in real life doesn't want to do certain things she, she can pay somebody for it mm-hmm. you know like there is some consequence for it mm-hmm. and that's the principle behind it like behind every decision that he has in his family life at that time it feels like the kids have already been a little bit older mm-hmm. so it's not like the toddler age and whatever yeah, pocket money yeah. wouldn't be an issue there. But yeah. we've been talking about certain things so many times as well. Mm-hmm. And I still feel in many, many areas we would agree that we also we are not about obedience or punishments and so on. We just know that we also had to handle little toddlers mm-hmm. differently than we can do kids right now. Yep. And right now, the, the consequence thing is also something that works pretty well. Mm-hmm. Because the kids also, they don't like when they're forgetting the homework and the teacher is telling on them or making, making remarks in front of other people, uh, mm-hmm. in front of the other students mm-hmm. and so on. Yeah. And this is like one of the main points that was more practical in a sense, mm-hmm. <laughs> where it felt more practical. And so I'm not mentioning all the other ones. Just have to say, I liked the book. Mm-hmm. It was a really good one. Can you please state the name again? Just for Danny Silk. I yeah. bet it's also going to be in the show notes. Oh, it is. So you can oh, read about right. it. Okay, but Danny Silk and the book is called um, Purpose Driven Child. N- no, no, per- loving your kids on purpose. Wow. It, it's not Rick Warren, no. No, it's not. not no, no, it's not one of those child <laughs> loving, serious no. things. <laughs> no, actually, no. I think he doesn't have anything okay, to do with that. Okay, all right. So, so thank you for listening again. And Aaron, thank you, Aaron. <laughs> you can take responsibility for your life. He does. Yes, he does. He I does. know. I, yeah, I know he does. You know, put up the, the flagpole and defend you. We just have buddy. to tease a little bit. <laughs> we have. <Yes. laughs> All right. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.